guys, and welcome to the Money Podcast. If I asked you, what are the most common ways people waste money, what would you say? You might say paying for unused memberships or subscriptions or buying things you don't really need or letting food go bad. These are all common ways of wasting money, and there are plenty more. But one thing that likely wouldn't appear on your list but should is paying too much in income taxes. You know, every dollar of deductions you can find will reduce your tax bill by 10 to 37 cents, depending on your tax bracket. And every tax credit you could dig up will lower your tax bill dollar for dollar. But here's the thing with taxes, guys. Once the year ends on December 31st, many of your opportunities to save vanish with it. That's why you should always do a quick review during the last few months of the year to make sure you're not missing something that could save you hundreds, even thousands of dollars. And that's what this week's Money Podcast is all about. We're going to talk about how to save money next April with a quick review of your taxes now. And we're going to do it without making your eyes glaze over. I'm your host, Stacey Johnson. I'm here with my co-host, Miranda Marquette. Hey, Miranda. Hey, Stacey. And our producer and sometimes contributor, Aaron Freeman. Hey, Aaron. Is this podcast going to be taxing? I'll tell you, you know, I, I, you know what? I, I just said that we're going to do it without making your eyes glaze over, and I'm really not convinced we are. <laughs> I, just, I just hate talking about taxes, but we're going to try to. Who doesn't? I know. It's just terrible. And I'm, I've been a CPA since 1980, and I've never really been that good at taxes. <laughs> I, just, I just hate them. There's too many, there's too many details. But, but we're going to get through this, and we're going to see if we can find some ways to save you guys some money. But before we do get started, our usual disclaimer. Should you hear about investments on this podcast, you probably won't, but should you, that doesn't mean that they're recommendations because you never invest based solely on our advice. Why? Because we don't know your situation. You got to form your own opinions. You got to make your own decisions. Okay, let's get back to the topic at hand. And that topic is how are we going to lower our income taxes? Are you guys worried about taxes this year? <clears throat> no. <laughs> <laughs> you don't worry about anything. I worry about a lot of things, but taxes not right now, because mostly because um, I'm pretty solid and I do tax planning year round, so I don't have to worry about it when we get to the end of the year. Talk to me about that. What do you mean? Yeah, so I mean, you know, I, at the beginning of the year, I uh, have a little meeting with my accountant and we talk about kind of what our goals are, what's going on. Um, you know, as always, my health savings account set on track to max out, my SEP IRA, uh, you know, regular contributions there. I have regular charitable contributions that I make monthly rather than trying to do it all at the end of the year. So just a lot of these things that a lot of people rush to do at the end of the year, I do throughout the year. And then also I talk to him about like, okay, what business expenses are coming up for me? Um, you know, I buy a new computer every three years or so. So are we going to be doing that? That's going to be tax deductible. How are we going to handle that? Um, am I going to um, need to like hire some more contractors to help with social media, just things like that, where we can sit down, talk about it at the beginning of the year and kind of look ahead and plan out strategies uh, that I can employ all year round. So I'm not rushing, rushing at the end. Okay. So now actually what I'm hearing you say, tell me if I'm wrong, it sounds like your accountant is your accountant and not just your tax preparer. Is that true? Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's why you would be talking business strategy with them, not just tax strategy, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I think that's one of the things that's really helpful is to be able to say, okay, we're going to be able to go ahead and say, okay, let's holistically look at the situation and where do taxes fit? A lot of the time we separate our taxes from our finances and pretend like they're not connected. 
but they really are, right? It's all sure. it's all kind of in there together. And so making sure that you think about tax planning ahead of time is really a, is a good practice to get into because then you kind of view your finances more holistically. Well, people, I think people, when they think about their taxes, they're usually, their main concern is the uh, deductions that, that they're going to take when they're filing their taxes. Isn't that their biggest thing? You've got sure. the uh, standard deductions and you got itemized deductions. But I think the standard deductions have increased so much that it's almost made it pointless to itemize your, your deductions well, I, nowadays I think, for most people. Off the top of my head, this could be wrong, but I think 80% of uh, people no longer have to itemize or no longer able to itemize. doesn't do them any good to itemize. So it eliminated a lot of people used to itemizing. And I may not itemize this year for the first time because I don't have a lot of uh, big deductions. But let me go Let me go through a few things just for tax planning purposes. Uh, in other words, I made a list of, I think, like 10 or 12 things that you could do to try to lower your income taxes for next year. But as we go through these things, we can we can digress and, and move into different topics. Um, and one of the topics, by the way, one of the things I was going to suggest too, uh, Miranda, was the last thing I suggested was going to suggest was talk to check in with your tax pro, uh, which I've done before. Uh, even though I'm a CPA myself, I do have a CPA. Uh, because, you know, I, I don't mind having somebody whose who's job it is. I mean, my job is doing a lot of things, you know, including this podcast, but I'm not a tax expert. I, I understand taxes, of course, because I've been a CPA for 40 years, but uh, but I do need to check in with a, with a real professional who does it constantly and just check in to see what, you know, if I've got everything, if I've got my I's dotted, my T's crossed. So that's one of the things I was going to suggest. Um, another thing is uh, I think the first thing you should always do is pull out last year's tax return and just stare at it, you know, because that's telling you how much income you made last year, uh, what you deducted last year, whether you itemized last year, and it gives you a feel for where you are this year, you know. So the first thing you want to do is that. For example, if you if you took a standard deduction last year, then it may not, and, and you and you feel like you're pretty much in the same position. You may not have to worry about going through a whole bunch of expenses because if the standard deduction is going to cover what you used to deduct for in an itemized deduction, then you might don't have to deal with it. It take, takes a lot of load off your off your shoulders. So the first thing you do is look at last year's tax return to see what was there. Well, also, wouldn't that help you adjust? I mean, technically, you should look at that. So it helps you adjust your W-4. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's exa exactly, Aaron. That's one reason why you would do that, because if your income is going to be a lot higher this year, you may want to adjust your W-4 now to have more taxes withheld from the last few paychecks of the year. And by the way, for those listening, this is we're, we're talking now uh, at almost November. It's uh, October 27th as we're talking. Um, so, you know, that's why we're waiting a couple of months till the end of the year. But you can adjust that W-4 now uh, and have more withheld so that you don't underpay your taxes. Is that what you were alluding to, Aaron? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's so. a there's a um, a little calculator um, that'll help you do that on the RAS website. You'll you can find links to all this stuff, of course, in our show notes. But you can go through that really quick, and it'll tell you exactly how much you adjust your W four based on what you're making this year versus what you made last year. Because you don't want to get a penalty uh, for underpaying your taxes. So if your if your income changed a lot, especially if it went up, that's something you want to do. Um, let's see. Oh, and you know, you know the uh, the deal too is if you paid at least ninety percent of what you owe or hundred percent of what you paid last year, you're not going to get a penalty. Uh, but it's still, you know, it's better to avoid an unpleasant surprise on April fifteenth, even if you're not going to be penalized. Okay, let's see. That was one thing. Thanks, Aaron. Um, also, if you are going to itemize, this is something the standard tax practice that I learned when I was in college, practically. Um, you want to 
group your expenses together if you're going to itemize. So you can prepay some of your expenses. Now, the, the standard deduction for 2021 is $25,000, actually 25100 File a joint return, half that, 12550 if you're single. Okay, so if you don't have that much in deductions, you can't itemize. It's not going to do any good. So that's one thing you want to look at. Now, if you don't have, if you're single, um, like Miranda is, okay, so Miranda's <laughs> looking for $12,550 of deductions. Aaron and I are 18, looking for $18,000, actually. <laughs> and more than like 18000 because I actually file as head of household. Oh, sorry, sorry, 18800 I stand corrected. Yes. But at any yes. rate, <laughs> if, if you know you don't have that, well, then you can relax. There's no point in looking at all your receipts because you're just going to take the standard deduction and be fine. But if you think you're going to do that, one of the ways you might be able to increase your expenses your deductions in order to get into an itemized situation is to prepay some of your bills for next year. For example, you could prepay your mortgage. You, that's the mortgage interest is deductible. Uh, you could also prepay your property taxes. You could prepay your state and local income taxes. So there are things that you can do to pre, you could prepay some of this deductible stuff and then maybe get enough um, expenses so that you can itemize. It's again, harder to do now, but you could also prepay uh, medical bills. You know, your medical bills have to exceed seven and a half percent of your adjusted gross income in order to be deductible, which is hard to do. Uh, hopefully you're not doing that because that means you're either really sick or really poor. Uh, but anyway, if you, hmm. but you could also yeah. prepay some of those. Uh, if you're getting an elective medical procedure, dental work, vision stuff, you know, you can prepay that and take it this year, take that expense this year instead of next year. Yeah, that's a really good strategy. Well, and I think too, um, you know, if you're if you're using a side hustle, like if you have a side hustle and you've got stuff going on there, uh, you can actually claim some business deductions. You know, you've got, they've, they've simplified how you can claim a home office deduction if you're using that. Um, if you've been using your, your vehicle to run DoorDash or something, you can get that vehicle mileage. Uh, if you're, shipping something if you've got you know a little side business on etsy and you're shipping things you can deduct that postage so there's a lot of stuff there where if you are spending money to make money uh you you can deduct that yeah and, and are they still allowing you to deduct uh you know, your plaster billboards on your car or you wrap your car in, a, in an advertisement are they still allowing you to deduct as that? far as i know you can it's a business expense yeah is that a, i think that's an either or with either mileage or the advertising isn't it no, I, I think it's well. I think you would deduct cost the advertising, but frankly, Aaron, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know whether you'd deduct that as a mileage because you you can deduct mileage and you use your car for business. You can deduct that mileage. Um, so yeah, uh, so ahead. if you're driving around, yeah, if you're driving around, you can deduct that for for that. If you paid to put the wrap on the car and then somebody paid you, then you if you paid the cost of putting the wrap on, that's a separate expense. That's different from the mileage. Yeah. So you're talking about if you for you wrap your car and then you drive it around. So you, you would deduct the cost of wrapping the car or and the cost of driving around, right? Yeah, I mean, because, well, you said that it's a side hustle. And I've actually, there are companies out there now that are asking people to wrap their car in advertising. Yeah. Uh, yeah, be careful, though, hustle. when you, you know, there's so a lot of scams like out how, there for that, too. Yeah. So be careful. I was wondering how, yeah. Well, you, Still, at the end of the day, it's going to be hard to get all these expenses to go past beyond the standard no, deduction. No, 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 but these, these are business expenses. That's different. They don't have to go beyond That's the true. standard deduction. Yeah. That's true. So, so these are in addition to, so you don't even have to worry about that whole standard deduction thing when you're talking about business, business expenses or your health savings account or, you know, that kind of stuff. Now, all three of us are self-employed and all three of us work at home. So every year I deduct the um, 
I take the square footage of the area where I work in my home divided by the total square footage of my home, and I deduct 10% of everything. So, for example, let's say I work at 100 square feet. My house is 1,000 square feet. I deduct uh, 10% of all my home-related expenses, my electricity, my mortgage, my um, water, everything, my gardener, everything. I yeah. deduct. Yeah. I do the same thing, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, wait, no, my wife does that. <laughs> yeah, Aaron's wife, Aaron's wife is an accountant. Aaron's a videographer, so she does all that stuff. Um, so anyway, what about what about contributing? Now, what about you on this, Miranda? Contribute to a 529 college savings plan. You have a kid going to college. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so I've actually stopped contributing to that, but I'm able to withdraw the money to pay for his college class without paying taxes. So now you have to realize that on the federal level, you're not going to get a tax deduction for your 529 contributions. However, many states do offer a state tax deduction or even a tax credit for your for your contributions to their plan. So check into your state, see if you can get a tax break on your state income taxes. Um, but then if you are withdrawing, you can withdraw tax-free up to $10,000 a year uh, and use that to help pay for college costs and other items. Now, do you, you're in Idaho. Do you have state income tax? Yes. We don't have state income tax here in Florida. Ha <laughs> ha. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Whatever. Are I'm they not high? super worried about it. Are, are they, no, they're they not. High? They're not. No. They're not super high. No. No. Okay. Now, what about taking your losses? This is an old tried and true method of reducing your taxes, uh, which I've done. I've done this year. I took some losses. I, I took loss on what was it? Some gold mining stock. I took several months ago. I mentioned it when we do our our, uh, our podcast. I, I was going to ask you about this. I've heard this many times over, and I wonder if you could clarify what that means. Because I, you know, I have a little bit in the stock market, but I mean, it, it's it's up a thousand dollars one day, and then it's down a thousand dollars the next day. So I mean, it's wh where when are you taking this loss, and how's that work? Okay, you take you can take a loss if you've got anything at a loss, any stock. Well, that doesn't have to be a stock. Anything you have at a loss, you can sell it. Okay, now. That loss is deductible against any gains you have. This, this is, can be complicated to people, but it's really this simple. Okay, at the end of the year, you've got long-term gains and losses and short-term gains and losses. Okay, short-term meaning right. something you've held for less than a year. Long-term, obviously, anything over a year. Okay, so at the end of the year, you're going to net all this stuff out. You're going to say, I've got this net short-term gain and this, and this short-term loss. Net those two together. Then you've got do the same thing with your long-terms. And then... Whatever, whichever's, then they're net the results of those two against each other. So let's say you've got a two thousand dollars short term gain, a one thousand dollars short term loss. You get a net one thousand dollars short term gain. Same thing with long term. Uh, you got a two thousand dollars long term gain and a two or one thousand dollars long term loss. You've got a net long term gain of one thousand dollars. So now you're going to net those two together. In this case, you'd have a long term gain of one thousand and a long term and a short term gain of one thousand. That short term gain. Is, is regular income to you. It's tax whatever bracket you're in. That long-term gain, if you don't, if you're not, if you don't make over $80,000, you don't pay any taxes on it. Um, that's if, and that's if you're, 80, if you're, if you're a joint filer, $80,000. Okay, so now what if, you, what if these are net losses? What if you have a net short-term loss and a, and a net long-term gain of $1,000? Well, they net each other out. So now you don't have to pay tax on that gain because the loss offset that gain. Did I make that really confusing? A little bit. Sorry. Well, Bas basically, basically, if you lose money on your investments and you sell them, you can actually um, 
deduct that against your income. You can deduct that against any capital gains you might have had for your income, or you can deduct that against your actual income. Can we do this in a scenario? Okay, so I'll give you guys a scenario, okay. which is my scenario. Um, so I got a bunch of stocks. I have one company I, I, that I bought that I don't like. It's never really done well. Uh, it's always kind of rot, rode at a loss. I however, everything else is kind of done okay. Um, so if I were to say, all right, I'm going to get rid of this thing finally once and for all. Now you're telling me that I'm going to compare that against my gains and losses of, of what I've gained. So it's possible that I'm going to write this off or not write this off for. Okay. Tell me, tell, tell me what the loss, how much the loss is. Just make up a number. What's the loss? Uh, let's just say it's, it's lost uh, 800, 800 bucks or whatever. Okay. And that's a lot. And you've had it for more than a year. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen, but here's the thing. I can't tell you right now. You know why? Cause I have to take a break. <laughs> So you're going to have to just wait. We'll be right back. After, Good setup. Right back after this, folks. Okay, we're back. Okay, so you lost $800 on a stock you've owned for more than a year. Now, you, do you have any gains? Of course. Okay, so if, gains that you've taken now, not unrealized, realized gains. Ah, so the ones that I've actually taken. Yes. Okay, so there's, there's a key element there. Yeah, so, so you, have, you, actually, you haven't sold anything at a gain. I haven't sold anything at a gain this year, I don't think. Okay, then here's okay, then here's what happens. You can use that $800 to offset your ordinary income. So in other words, you can you can use that as a deduction to offset any income that you've gotten um, up to $3,000. You can only use losses uh, to offset income up to $3,000. If your loss is right. more than $3,000, you can still keep it. You just have to use the rest of it next year or the year after the year after. It goes forward and down. Ah, so it carries over. Yeah. Okay. And if I did sell something this year, then you would compare those two, your gains and losses, and then you'd either... Yeah, let's say you gained a, let's say you gained $1,000 on another stock. Then you'd net these two things, you'd have a net gain of 200 bucks. 200 bucks, and you pay, two, you pay the taxes on the 200 right. bucks. and you pay the taxes. If it was a net long-term gain, then the taxes, again, the taxes are lower on long-term gains than they are on short-term gains. Short-term gains are regular income. Long-term gains, the, the most you can pay is 20%. That's if you're in a Huge tax bracket. If you're in a, if you're forty thousand dollars of income for single, eighty thousand for joint, you pay no tax on long-term capital gains. I think that makes a lot more sense. Cool. And, and if I know for those of you listening, if that is confusing, it's okay. This is going to be confusing because it's income taxes. That's why we have all these show notes. You can go back over this and read it three or four times if you want to. We'll try to make it as simple as we can. But hey, it's the tax. It's the tax uh, law, so not easy to make simple. <laughs> Okay, now, um, other ideas, maxing out your retirement savings, obviously. Uh, you know what? The, let's, I'll put you on the spot, Miranda. What's oh, dear. The, uh, what's the contribution limit for 401ks this year? I want to say for if you're just like a regular old person, I want to say it's uh, like about, what, 19000 And then you've got your catch-up contribution of 6000 You were exactly right for last year. Nine, oh, yeah, it's, ni it's nineteen five. Nineteen five, so close, and so close. Sixty five hundred. Yeah, for catch up. Yeah, if yeah. you're over, it's over fifty. You get right sixty five hundred yeah, over plus 50. extra. So I get to contribute more than you guys do. <laughs> of course, yeah, I'm not contributing to. Also, die sooner. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm not actually contributing to a four hundred one k though. I'm using the SEP IRA, so I actually get to contribute up to twenty five percent of my income. Yeah. Now there's a so basically what that means is that you you uh, want to you can funnel like nineteen 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 thousand five hundred dollars into it so that you don't have to pay taxes on that nineteen five. That's correct. It's, yeah. Correct? It's basically yeah. You're, it's it's not even showing up on your W two, Aaron. Uh, and you know my my wife she has to contribute nineteen five, which is a significant por portion of her income, but I make her do it. 
uh, because <laughs> we're in a high tax bracket because of my income. And boy, let me tell you, she was not happy when I told her that. So you're gonna, you have to put nineteen thousand five hundred dollars into this thing every year. I can't even touch until I'm fifty nine and a half. And I'm like, yep, sorry, babe. <laughs> I said, I'll give you the money if you want. She said, no, I won't take your money. Oh. But now, but now she's happy because she's much younger than me. But now she's happy because she has all this money in her four hundred one k. What about? Oh, how about charitable deductions? This is harder to get now. Right, because it's a it's one of those that you itemize. So if you're if you're itemizing, charitable deductions can be great. But if you're not itemizing, then it doesn't really. I mean, you should give to charity anyway. Like I give to charity on a regular basis. Um, I am doing a standard deduction this year, so I'm not going to get an extra deduction for my charitable contributions. But I get to feel warm and fuzzy inside. Now wait, I could be wrong on this, Miranda, but I believe that you can donate cash even if you take the standard deduction. Now, this is what I'm reading. I'll read, in fact, I've got it in front of me. I just found it. Okay, for the 2021 tax mm -hmm. year, people who take the standard deduction can deduct $300 of cash. Oh, so you knew yep. that already. Okay. Yeah, 300 bucks. So, so yeah, so you can, so I guess you do get that, that charitable deduction uh, even when you don't itemize. But, you know, for folks who give more than that, then, yeah, it kind of limits your, um, your deduction if you're not going to, um, if you're not going to itemize. Cool. And now, and you can't you can't deduct if you do itemize, you can't deduct clothing and you know all the other stuff that you usually do while cleaning out your closets, which is also a good idea to do at the end of the year. Um, and you can donate that stuff at its fair market value. Uh, and, and what what they mean by that is what it might sell for at a thrift shop. Uh, and there are on, online tools. One that I know of is called It's Deductible um, to help you estimate the value of stuff. If it's worth over two hundred fifty bucks. You got to uh, get something from the charity acknowledging that. If it's worth more than five thousand dollars, you've got to have a written appraisal. They've really tightened the rules on that stuff. You know, there was a back in the day, I donated a Mercedes to I forgot what charity it was. I think it was the Salvation Army, and they I got a deduction for five thousand dollars for the car, which I thought it might be worth, but it really I don't think it really was. But now what they do is you give them your car and they auction it. And then they tell you how much it actually sold for, and that's how much you get to deduct. Wow, they track all that now, huh? Yeah, well, and it used to be, there was a big scam really close to where I live, where this charity was taking in yachts. So they were taking in yachts and letting the owners of the yachts deduct, you know, $10 million when the yacht might have been worth one. I see that, but that doesn't work anymore, and that's why they tightened that loophole. Another way you can shave off $2,750 worth of taxable income, one of Amanda's favorite ways. Uh-huh. FSA. FSA. Oh, FSA, because we were going to ask Miranda about HSAs, too. Sure. I mean, I don't really care for FSAs as much because they are use it or lose it. So one of the things with the FSA is you can put the money in there and you get the nice tax deduction, but you have to use it or you lose it. Um, I don't there know are what the some... limit is for that. Do you? FSA says the limit is 2750 Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have high medical bills, I mean, that'd probably be a good way Or, or can you use yeah. that for, for child care or anything like that? Um, they do have special, they have dependent care FSAs, which are different. So you would have to check with your plan administrator to make sure that you have a dependent care FSA. So like they're like, yeah, it starts to get a little bit like, it starts to get a little bit complicated up in that business. Yeah, um, I guess so. so I've never yeah, had an FSA, uh, FSA, so I don't really know much about them. But, there, but you, yeah. can, you can go online and see, you know, what you can spend the money on. But at any rate, but let's talk about something better, which is your favorite thing, and that's the HSA. 
Yes. So the HSA is you can make a, your contribution. And actually with an HSA, you can uh, make a previous, it's kind of like an IRA that way with your traditional IRA. With both a traditional IRA and an HSA, you can actually make previous year contributions up until tax day. Yes, so if true. you, yeah, so if you didn't, if you get to the end of the year and you still need, you know, and you realize that you didn't make your contributions and you still have some room to do that, you can actually make previous year contributions. So that's nice. Uh, but yes, so the uh, HSA limit uh, for 2022, it'll be a new limit. It, well, it's not new. $3,650 uh, for a single person and $7,300 for a family. Yeah, so it's so 100 if, bucks higher for family than it was in 2021. Yeah. So that's really great because um, you can um, set aside more money and that you get that tax deduction. And then as long as you're using the money for qualified expenses, the money grows tax-free and it comes out tax-free. So this is a great tool to not have to pay taxes on your money. And a great way to get a deduction at the end of the year. Yes. Now remember, you do have to have a high deductible health plan though. You can't just do an HSA no matter what. You have to have a high deductible yes. health plan. And I don't get to use my HSA anymore. I don't get to, I don't get to contribute to it anymore. Right, Why? but you can take, Why? because because you're on Medicare now. <laughs> See, I was oh, I was letting you stab me there. Yes, I'm on Medicare. I'm so old. Twist the knife. Twist the knife. <laughs> so yeah, I can't do that anymore. I can still use my uh, HSA though, and I have several. I got like thirty grand in there, so I could use that to pay my Medicare premiums if I wanted to. And you know what I could do also? I could use them to pay for the deep cleaning at, at the dentist that I got yesterday. Yes. Oh. Do you think perfect. that was fun? Let me tell you, it was not. And they didn't even give me nitrous. They just gave me lidocaine. Oh, that right? sucks. Guys, like, have you ever done nitrous? And I said, at a party, not in a dentist office. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, we're, we're going far afield now. Okay. Um, I, I, I think that's all the tips I had. And I don't know, and we're actually almost out of time, too. Do you guys have anything else you would do to lower your taxes next year that you could work on now? No, I think I think we pretty much uh, we pretty much covered it. If you went to school um, and you have some lifetime learning credits, you can use those. There are just a lot of like little things like that that you can kind of apply to your situation. If you have if you pay student loan interest, you can take a student loan interest deduction uh, up to twenty five hundred dollars of what you paid in your interest. So just just little things like that to keep in mind as you move forward. And actually, you know what's really more important too than spewing all these statistics and numbers and and ideas is, is really just to put into your head, do this, take a look at some of this material, you know, take a look at our show notes, read an article or two. And you know what I have always done when I'm, you know, at Christmas time or, or Thanksgiving, even better when, you know, the family's all gathered around and they're driving you up the wall. Then here's what you do. You go, Hey guys, I'd love to sit and chat some more, but I've got to run into my uh, home office here and do a little tax planning. See, and that way you get away from these people that are driving you nuts. Such a family man. And you can, and then you can look at your stuff in there while you're watching a football game or something, and then you know, take a look at this and see if you can lower your tax bill. That's my advice. Okay, now we have time for a, we have time for a quick question, and Miranda, you're going to answer it. Okay, let's do it. It comes from Ron, and Ron says, "At what age does income become tax-free during retirement? Seventy? In other words, once you reach a certain age and are on Social Security, is your earned income from a job non-taxable? 
Well, there's articles about that everywhere. No more taxes <laughs> after 50, 50, 65. Yeah. Stacey, you're not paying taxes anymore, are God, you? God, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> no, but I don't think that's yeah. what he meant. Right. Yeah. So I think the thing you have to realize, yeah, the, the thing you have to realize, first of all, is that Uncle Sam always wants his his cut. Right. Um, however, so so basically, once you're 65 or older, you must file you still must file tax return if your combo- combined gross income, um, if you're married, is twenty seven thousand seven hundred dollars or more. Right. And so it's a little bit different depending on where you go. But the reality of the situation is that, um, you know, 85% of your Social Security benefits might be considered gross income. There is a tax credit for seniors. So once you're 65 years old and your income sources from something other than Social Security, if that's low, then the tax credit might reduce your tax bill on a dollar for dollar basis. But the reality of the situation is you still are going to be required to report that income. And, uh, you know, and, and while the tax credit may actually make it so that it feels like you're not paying taxes, you're still gonna have to report that income. It doesn't just like magically stop being reported. Now, see, you guys got a completely different take on this question than I did. Here's what I <laughs> okay. thought. Now, I could, no, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But here's what I thought. Again, he's saying, at what age does income become tax-free during retirement? 70? Here's what I thought he meant. You know how the Social Security, take they take part of your Social Security out if you're earning money between the time you, if you take Social Security early and then you and you have an income, then they take, they withhold some of your Social Security. That's what I thought he was alluding to. And then once you reach, and once you reach a certain age, which is your full retirement age, they no longer take any of that Social Security out. That, that's what I thought he was talking about. I mean, obviously, it's confusingly worded, but that's what I thought he meant. Oh, wow. <laughs> Maybe you're right. You know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Ron, call in. We need to hear from yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send us another question, Ron. <laughs> Clarify because, okay. your question. <laughs> Here, okay, if you're under full retirement age for the entire year, then Social Security will deduct $1 from your benefit payments for every $2 you earn above the annual limit. Now, so in other words, if you're taking Social Security at age 62, you haven't reached full retirement age, which is likely 66. Okay, so for those four years, if you earn more than $18,960, this changes every year, but for 2021, if you basically, if you earn more than $19,000, Social Security will withhold $1 of Social Security for every $2 you earn. Now, once you reach your full retirement age, they don't do that anymore. You can make as much money as you want, and they're not going to withhold any of your Social Security. And they're also going to increase your benefits so they can, re- so they can recapture the money that they did withhold. Uh, but I I don't know why I thought that's what he meant, but you guys didn't get that at all. So maybe that's not what he meant. Well, and maybe you're right. Who knows? But you know what would Let's... be really cool, though, is if we did lobby Congress and they and to make it to make all the income I make after age 70 totally tax-free. Can we do that? I would like it. Sure, yeah, sure. <laughs> let's, let's make it 66 it. while we're at it, because that's how old I am. <laughs> Guys, we are out of time. But you know what? We are never, ever, 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 ever out of topic. Look at our show notes and see if you can learn something new. In the meantime, if your goal is to make more, to spend less, and to retire rich, your online home is moneytalksnews.com. And don't forget to check out Miranda's online home as well. That is Miranda Marquit, M-A-R-Q-U-I-T.com. If you've got a question, comment, or topic you'd like to suggest, tell us about it. Email us at hello at moneytalksnews.com. That's hello at moneytalksnews.com. And one last thing, if you appreciate what we do, prove it. Subscribe to this podcast. Takes you two seconds, helps us out. So if you like us, show us, and tell your friends to subscribe too. 
I'm Stacy Johnson. And I'm Miranda Marquette. Let's get the tax out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We'll see you right here next time.